This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Good afternoon. It is Monday, May the 6th. I am your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. This is Winning Cures Everything. We do it every day, Monday through Friday, 10, 15, 20 minutes of your time. Nothing major. If you would, so kindly share out the show. Leave some comments. I can see the comment box. So jump in at any point. I am curious to hear your thoughts on the topics at hand. Here is what we're going to run through today. XFL TV deals. The controversial Kentucky Derby finish. Clemson recruiting. We're going to rank the ACC and SEC football coaches. Or at least determine what, uh, uh, what a newspaper got wrong. And I'm going to give you some daily picks. Last week, our picks did not go so hot. Uh, lost almost the whole bankroll for the week. But we're going to jump back into it this week. We're going to get after it. We're going to make some money. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the show brought to you by BetNow.eu. You use the code WINNING50. That's WINNING50. They're going to give you a 50% deposit bonus. Incredible online sportsbook layout. At great lines. Everything about it's good. Go check it out for yourself. BetNow.eu, online sportsbook. Use the promo code WINNING50. You can get a 50% deposit bonus. You put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 You put in 1000 bucks, they're going to give you 500 Make it easy on yourself. Go check it out. BetNow.eu. Let's jump into topic number one. XFL TV deals. Now, Vince McMahon, as we know, is a marketing genius. The guy understands what it means to run uh, a sports league, a sports franchise, whatever you want to call it. What he has done with the WWE is beyond remarkable. Uh, they are they are set up with Fox. They are set up with ESPN. Games will be on uh, ABC. They will be on Fox. They will be on FS1. They will be on ESPN. It is... It's going to be distributed insanely widely, and that's a great thing, right? Spring football, as we saw with the AAF, people will watch it so long as they can find the games. The league will kick off the week after the Super Bowl. They're going to have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, just like the AAF. It's a genius move. It's the smartest possible move. They're going to do 43 games this uh, this first season. ABC is going to broadcast 13. Fox is going to broadcast uh, 11 of them. And then the rest will be on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. Fox will have two of its games on a Thursday night primetime spot. But two games Saturday, two games Sunday, and then a couple of weeks they're going to have a game on Thursday. You're not going to be able to get away from it. You're going to see it everywhere. This was the biggest problem that the AAF had. While the NFL Network is great, while CBS Sports Network is great, it is hard to find the games. If you're looking for sports programming, for sports content, you are going to ESPN, FS1, and if you're just on regular network television, you can't help but run across Fox or ABC. You've got basically four main channels, right? Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC. If you're on two of those every weekend, 
that's pretty incredible. That I mean, that's good stuff. Good stuff. The XFL uh, understood that they are going to have to not overlap games, have every game where it can be found, and with ESPN and Fox on board, you're going to be on every sports app. You're going to be everywhere. The AAF, you couldn't even find the scores to the games without going to the AAF's website or to their app. With this, everybody's already got the ESPN Sports Center app or the ESPN app, whatever it's called. Everybody's got the Yahoo Sports app. Everybody's, you know, if you want to find scores, you're. It's going to be hard to even dodge this. If you didn't care about the AAF, you couldn't find a score. You'd never run across it. That's going to change with the XFL. This is a huge, huge deal. Like I've said before, the XFL has uh, no issue with money. The AAF, that was their biggest problem. They did not have enough immediate capital to be able to fund everything. Vince McMahon has got $375 million already in cash to pour into this thing to make it work. It's going to work. Let's see. Some Angie jumps in. I worked at Southland Casino for the Kentucky Derby, and let me tell you, there was a lot of people pissed about the outcome. We had to have security up there heavy because of this. We're going to get into that here in just a second. Um, as a matter of fact, let's go on and jump into it. XFL, smart move, amazing move, great job. Uh, ESPN, ABC, Fox, FS1, all that, distributing their games. That is a big-time move. Let's move into the Kentucky Derby. Like Angie said, I worked at Southland Casino for the Kentucky Derby. Let me tell you, there was a lot of people pissed about the outcome. We had to have security up there heavy because of this. Look, maximum security was the best horse, period. What happened in this race happened back in 1997. It's happened multiple times. The track was insanely muddy, insanely dirty. They've got 20 horses racing. There was... Yes, there may have been a penalty, but this would be to the same effect going in after the result was done and awarding the other team a game because a foul was not called. I mean, that's this is Rockets-Warriors. This is uh, Clint Capella impeded Andre Iguodala from making a layup, and they forgot to call a foul, so the game should have never gone to overtime, so the Warriors should have won. I mean, give me a break. You cannot change the result of a race, a game, a match, whatever, without an egregious penalty. If maximum security had come in and completely destroyed somebody that had an opportunity to win the race, okay. I could see us having the discussion. I still don't know that I would agree that the outcome needs to be overturned. But this was beyond bonkers, what happened in this race. I'm not even a huge horse racing guy. And I could tell right off the bat that something shady was going on here. There, Right now, Maximum Security's owners are suing uh, for an appeal. They want this overturned. They want their winnings, and I don't blame them. The owners have been in the, the horse racing business for over 30 years. This would be their first win. That's a, a massive, massive thing to have taken away from you when you clearly have the best horse on the track. Now, the best horse probably did not run, but 
that's a whole another story for a whole another day. What they did in this was absurd. They should overturn the overturn, if that makes sense, and award this back to maximum security. Uh, Country Home did not deserve to win that race. He was a uh, what was it a, a whole length and a half behind? Give me a break. Give me a break. Do the right thing, Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, or the stewards, whatever you are called, and quit making a mockery of your sport. Turn this thing back over, give maximum security the win, and let's go from there. Clemson recruiting. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but good gracious. They got a massive commitment last Friday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe it was Saturday, Sunday, whenever it was. Uh, the number one quarterback in the class committed to Clemson. Their 2020 recruiting class right now looks like this. It is, it, yes, the overall number one class currently, but they've got the number one overall recruit, the number one quarterback, uh, the number one safety, the number one, two, and three defensive tackles, the number two running back, the number three cornerback, the number four and number six linebackers, and the number five, number six, and number eight offensive guards. That is a haul right there. They are on pace to have the all-time best college football recruiting class ever, which is saying a lot for Clemson. It has been Alabama and Georgia every year, and Clemson picks and chooses their best recruits here and there, but they rarely ever fill out their class because they've got guys that develop in the program. With this, this is a whole nother level. This is why Clemson paid Dabo Sweeney 10 years, $93 million. This is why they keep their, their staff. They are exceeding expectations right now, both in recruiting and on the field. I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this, if they're going to be able to keep all of these recruits, because they obviously they can't sign yet. But that's, that's quite the haul for right now. Clemson... Well done. Dabo Sweeney, well done. Uh, that is that is something else. All right, speaking of Dabo, let's jump into the Post and Courier. Over in South Carolina, they are ranking the ACC and SEC football coaches. It says from number one Dabo Sweeney to number 28 Willie Taggart. Gene Sapakoff, I believe is his name. Here is his list, and we're just going to run through all of these, I'm going to tell you what I think about each one. Dabo Sweeney, number one. Nick Saban, number two. Don't know that I agree with that. I think Saban, if this is a right now, okay, I can concede Dabo over Saban. If you're talking all time, eh, let, let, let's let Dabo get a few more national championships and then we'll go from there. Uh, what Saban has done in Alabama is unprecedented. I, I don't know that Dabo will be able to do that. But if he keeps at the pace that he's going, we'll see. Number three, they've got Dan Mullen at Florida. And then at number four, Kirby Smart at Georgia. I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, Kirby, going into his fourth season. Dan in only his second season at Florida. Uh, what Dan Mullen did at Mississippi State was good. Kirby Smart, eh, I mean, he's already won a uh, an SEC championship. He's already played for a national title. Dan Mullen has never sniffed either of those. 
Uh, Jimbo Fisher at number five. He has already won a national championship. What he did at Florida State was impressive. Yes, the downfall was awful. Um, but he's already got Texas A&M on the up and up. Gus Malzahn at number six from Auburn. Uh, that means that the SEC has, let's see, five of the top six coaches. Uh, number seven is Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Number eight, Dave Doran. Number nine, Pat Narduzzi. Uh, that is Wake Forest, NC State, and Pittsburgh. Number 10, David Cutcliffe. I think if you're just going based on coaching ability alone, David Cutcliffe is probably top five on this list. X's and O's, development, there's no reason a Duke coach should be uh, in a top ten like this. It, But he's able to do it because the guy can flat coach. Number 11, Mark Stoops. It's, re- it's really weird to have Mark Stoops at number 11 in something like this. Dino Babers is at 12 from Syracuse. Number 13, Bronco Mendenhall from Virginia. What Bronco did at BYU was really impressive. So I, you know, and what he did at Virginia this last year was impressive. He's still building that program. I think he's going to end up higher on this list. Number 14, Will Muschamp at South Carolina. Don't know that he has shown a lot, but he did have Florida in a BCS game. Uh, In South Carolina, he's, he's done okay with. He's done better than people expected in the first few years. Last year was kind of a dud at seven and five. We'll see what he does this year. Number fifteen, Barry Odom. Number sixteen, Ed Orgeron. Really underrated here for Ed Orgeron. I mean, he just took a team to uh, eleven wins last year. Kind of, kind of surprised. Or sorry, ten wins last year. Kind of surprised that Orgeron was not higher on this list. But I think the people toss in the Ole Miss stuff, which again, if you're just going based on now. If you're going to have Dabo over Nick Saban, you got to have Ed Orgeron up higher. If you're just basing it on what he's done at LSU, he won nine games and ten games. I mean, that's fairly impressive. Steve Adazio at Boston College. Okay, at 17. That's number 18, Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. Number 19, Scott Satterfield at Louisville. We saw what Satterfield did at Appalachian State. That was an A-plus epic job. We haven't seen Satterfield at Louisville yet. 19 sounds about right. You got him in the back half. I can understand it. Manny Diaz, number 20 at Miami. Number 21, Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. I don't understand how you can have Manny Diaz over Justin Fuente right now. It seems a little crazy, but I think the people might be overreacting to what Virginia Tech did this past season with basically a brand new defense. And I'm talking about personnel. They played a ton of freshmen. They lost a lot of people. And I understand that's on the coach to make sure that everybody is in and developed and whatnot. But Fuente, I think, deserves to be much higher on this list. Derek Mason from uh, Vanderbilt at number 22. Number 23, Mac Brown at North Carolina. Um, okay, we'll see. Number 24, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. 25, Chad Morris at Arkansas. 26, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. I think Collins is better than Morris better than Pruitt. Uh, Yes, the first year at Georgia Tech is going to be difficult. He's shifting out of a triple option and moving more towards pro style, but I think he'll be able to fix the defense pretty early. I think Jeff Collins is going to be good, and I think he's definitely better than 26th on this list. 27, Matt Luke at Ole Miss. 28, Willie Taggart at Florida State. I think Taggart is better than... I mean, then Matt Luke, for sure. Chad Morris. 
He had one bad year in his first season at Florida State. He's trying to change a culture down there. I don't think you can just throw him in the trash just yet. Falcons Fury jumps in. He said, Clemson is on another level, man. I can't even be mad at Dan Mullen for missing on Fred Davis and Bowman at this point. Yeah, Clemson is definitely at another level right now. But again, if this list is right now, okay, then you roll with Sweeney, but do you roll with Mullen over Smart? You know, I don't know that I do that. Do you roll with Fisher over? It it depends on what the criteria is on this list. It's it's a little goofy. I do not agree with Justin Fuente at twenty one. I do not agree with Willie Taggart at twenty eight or Jeff Collins at twenty six. Uh, Ed Orgeron at sixteen. Like if you're going based on right now, like you were with Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, well then you got to have Ed Orgeron above Barry Odom, above Will Muschamp, above Dino Babers, above David Cutcliffe, above Pat Narduzzi. Orgeron is doing things that none of them are. Yes, he has more talent, but he is winning more games. He's beating better teams. you got to give Orgeron a little more credit. So you can find that over at the Post and Courier. Uh, it's postandcourier.com. It's Gene Sapikoff. Um, go, go read it for yourself. All right, I'm going to give you guys some daily picks. This week, we are doing much better than we did last week. Last week, down 38 units. Holy mackerel. It was it was bad. It was really, really bad. You can go see the picks for yourself. You can see what we did last week, etc. over at winningcureseverything.com. Go up to the navigation bar. Click on gambling picks. It's going to be right there for you. Here's what I got tonight. I got four bets on the Celtics tonight. Uh, let's jump back in. Falcons Fury says, I honestly think Dan Mullen is a better coach, but it's not necessarily by a lot, and you have to take into account recruiting when it comes to college ball, so I'd have no problem with Kirby above Dan. That's my point. That's my point. It, you got to include everything. If you're just looking at X's and O's, then you're going to have David Cluck of, uh, Cutcliffe in the top five. And you're, yeah, you can have Dan Mullen number three if you want to, but I think you got to include everything else, and Kirby has been able to do some of this stuff and, and elevate this program much faster than Dan Mullen. We'll see what happens with Florida and Georgia this fall. I'm curious about that. Uh, Falcons Fury says, I'm a Florida fan, by the way, so take that for what it's worth. We definitely will do that. We understand the bias. I'm biased around here. It's all good. That's what we do. The daily picks, again, winningcureseverything.com. Go up to the gambling picks. We did awful last week, but we're going to get off the schneid this week. Here's what I got tonight. I got four picks on the Celtics game tonight. I got the Celtics first quarter minus one against the Bucks. I got the Celtics first half minus one against the Bucks. I got the Celtics money line, and I've got the Celtics first to score 10. I've got 50 bucks on each one of those. Cubs first five minus half a run against the Marlins. They are 6-0-1 in the first five innings in their last seven games. Just tossing that out there. Twins first five money line at the Blue Jays and Brewers first five money line against the Nats. Again, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Check them out. We got all the picks up there. We bet a thousand bucks a week, and we tell you exactly what we've done. You get to keep up with everything right there, and uh, and I'll probably put the uh, put the spreadsheet out there for everybody to download at some point soon. Because I've had a lot of requests for people that actually want the formulas and whatnot to be able to run their own bet sheets. So, um, so go check it out for yourself. Winningcureseverything.com slash gambling-picks. I appreciate you guys for being here. Share the show out, if you would, so kindly. 
Subscribe on, on YouTube. Leave some comments. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. We will see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.